Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. The battle with Lynn Jarvis was brief yet intense. His magical prowess is admirable, but the defenses surrounding him proved to be the most annoying challenge. Removing the invisible barrier that safeguarded him from your magic provided Squeak an opportunity to let his muscles shine once more. He easily wrenched the barred door open, allowing you to overwhelm Lynn. Putting him to sleep allowed you to apprehend Lynn for further interrogation at a later point. But whatever his reasons were for offering the city vault in exchange for his freedom, that will have to wait. Sloane's life still hangs in the balance as he is detained by a fearsome dragon, Orizaba the Wise. Seeking her out beneath the ground floor, you find Orizaba in a massive ballroom. The cavernous hall is dimly lit, the flickering light showing deep claw marks in the floor, walls, and the pillars that support an exceptionally high ceiling. The sound of an old, almost ancient song fills the room. Sloane's blood stains the ground, and he sits slumped in a chair near a magnificent grand piano where Orizaba sits, her fingers deftly moving along the keys. She appears before you in a humanoid form, wearing a luxurious brass-colored gown with streaks of dark and sparkly material. Similar dark and sparkling scars streak her weathered brass skin and golden hair. Orizaba acknowledges your approach as she continues the song uninterrupted. I was beginning to worry that, perhaps, you might not be joining me and your friend. How's Lynn? Your friend, Sloane there, nearly fell to his injuries. But a dead man makes for a poor bargaining chip. Besides, he was staining the floor. I was able to stop the bleeding, but he could no doubt benefit from a physician. Now then, what do you desire? It's interesting. I was going to ask you the same question. Is that all, then? The lot of you storm the contract house, dispatch of Lynn, I assume, just to ask me some questions. Oh, no, he's alive. He's just out in the hall. And, yeah. I mean, Lynn was an ass and stealing from the people of this town, but he wouldn't tell us why. So, you get to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear. A harness, right? Yeah. I get to do as I please. What about the rest of you? What do you want? Same. Finn's a little, like, just in awe of this dragon that is unlike any other dragon he's ever seen. Because it's not very apparent, like, what kind of dragon she is, right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's very apparent. I mean, she doesn't quickly or easily fall into any of the standard, like, colors when you look at her. Um, and you're... Finn works with dragons. 
Finn knows dragons. Mm-hmm. He's studied dragons. You would know that any of the sorry any of the chromatic dragons, regardless of their humanoid form, would still maintain some draconic tells, mm-hmm. scales, horns, claws, perhaps wings, as our other party members have seen with Vizcara and Ezabeth. Orizaba does not exhibit any of those, which is more typical of a metallic dragon. In case all of my glittering and sparkling mm-hmm. metallic-colored hints uh, yes. fell on <laughs> deaf ears. Which, no, no, and I got that much. I was just like, mm-hmm. there was also, the hints were very subtle as to like, it's not obvious the color. And so that's very much, or at least that's what I was getting. Mm-hmm. Bronze. Okay. But definitely well, the dark and sparkly bits are yeah. completely <laughs> different from anything that you've seen or read about. And that's what I was trying to get at. Like, he did say mm-hmm. that she was wearing a bronze dress, but dress isn't skin. <gasps> And that's kind of where, like, oh. Finn is, as one who's studied dragons, a little bit, like, kind of just dumbfounded in what he's seeing, and also, like, a little excited about the fact that he's kind of interacting with something new. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to not, he's not saying anything because he doesn't want to screw up the opportunity to learn more about this new creature, essentially. Okay. Well, to not keep you from missing something that I said in the intro, to be perfectly open. I described her skin as being weathered brass colored. Okay. This is a dimly lit room, and there's nothing saying that it is definitely brass, but at least metallic. Got it. It's brass. Okay. So a little less, little <laughs> less dumbfounded then. But still. I'm sorry, from the, from the descriptions of like the colors earlier, I was expecting something a little less subtle, normal. <laughs> uh, uh. And yet still like trying to comprehend the differences and like the scarring and the fact that like, this is not a hundred percent normal and it's not clearly withering caused. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Well, then Rusaba is going to say, it seems to me right now that I have more of what you want. So what are you willing to give me? I, at the very least, have your friend here. Well, I think what we're willing to give you might depend on what you're going to do with it. Because I'm willing to give a lot of things. But, I mean, for example, if we give you your freedom and you just attempt to, like, enslave the town again... Well, that's not okay. You cannot give me what is already mine. I am no prisoner here. Oh, well, then what do you want? <laughs> You're asking what we're willing to give. What do you want? <laughs> what do I want? I want the gods to step aside. Ultimately. More immediately, what do I want? It'd be great if you left. At least you and Darwin there. This one, as she motions over towards Finn. Don't know if I dislike him yet. Not on my good side, though. What do I want? I want... I want to continue my exploration with Lynn. I want... I want to hold a grand ball here again. Lynn is many things. But he's no Prince Edwin. He knew how to celebrate. Uh... Sidebar. Yeah? Wait, with, we know with, with the DM. Okay. <laughs> we, oh, it could have been like, let's huddle up. <laughs> no, no, right? no, no, no. I just want to make sure that the information I think I have in my head is correct. We know that Prince Edmund was in charge of the town before the withering. Yes? Prince Edvin? But oh, yes. Edvin. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like Edwin, but with a V instead of a W. Then I got it, got it. But, but yeah, it's the same guy. He was in charge here, but is clearly no longer. That's Lynn. Okay. And Petrocon, like, I don't think Petrocon's even on Orizaba's radar. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had that information correct, so I wasn't asking stupid questions. Yes, she clearly <laughs> had some sort of arrangement with the previous prince. Got it. That makes much more sense now. Okay. Okay. Uh, New work, Grand Ball. Okay, okay. We're back in. <laughs> As for your first request i that's above my pay grade i'm not quite sure how you're gonna get that done um 
I'm worried that that's what you want, though. It concerns me that you're going after it, not for personal safety reasons, just, I mean, are you going to just convince them to walk away or are you going to try to kill them? Because, you know, we've seen how that works out. It's not good. Do you honestly want a response? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure this wasn't, <laughs> you know, rhetorical questions. Like, I mean, it sort you... of is, but I really do want to know because that's bad. <laughs> All right. Roll persuasion with disadvantage. She doesn't like gods. You're a god. Yeah, that's fair. Test of the new dice. <laughs> These new dice can stay. <laughs> the low number is a 16. Which is a 31. I've seen what happens when the gods die. I've experienced it firsthand. Hmm. And I've known how useless they are after the fact. No. Do not wish to kill them. Just put them away. That's eyebrow raising. It should be. I'm sorry, put them away? Like in a box? In a box in a cell. On an island, however the metaphor goes, away and not interfering, leaving us mere mortals to take care of the world ourselves. Oh, okay. And now you said ultimately. Which is to say I cannot do it right now. Right. If I could, you would be in that box or on that island or in that cell or whatever. Right, obviously. I'd already be there. I get it. You don't like me. It's fine. Even though by virtue of standing here, I I saved your life. It's fine. Anybody else? I'm so confused. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking there's a lot to ruminate at this Mm -hmm. point with her. Mm -hmm. Of my many goals, is there any that you would assist me with? Or at least leave me free? Well, you can't possibly think we're going to help you with the first one. I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, no, but I don't know. Me, Scott, doesn't know. Right. Like, Seems unlikely. But. Right. Like, there's plenty of gods that I don't like either, but I'm not sure just making them go away is a good call. Because as many gods as are out there that are dicks, there's five times as many people on this planet. Who are also dicks. So. (laughs) I don't know that trading one for the other makes any difference. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have a question before we go any further. Orizaba, you seem wise and are definitely not by any means a worm in your age. But I must ask, when working in this town, how much of a partner were you with uh, the man we've currently imprisoned? With Lynn. Finn, go ahead and roll persuasion. It's just a matter of how much information she's going to give you here. That's a 14. Total? Aha, uh-huh, yep. Zero okay. bonus. Well, we did not start out as equals, no. I was... I was suffering from the gods' misdeeds and the gods' failings. As I healed, we became equals in our exploration of this power. Might I ask of your vast knowledge. What are you willing to share about where this power comes from? Well, if there's one thing that my wisdom has granted me, it is that knowledge comes at a price. I could teach you from both a practical standpoint or simply an educational standpoint. There's your friend Sloane there, who's now been touched by that same magic. It's the only reason he's not dead. But again, how much of what I want are you willing to allow without, uh, confrontation, without conflict. And that is where my concern lies. You see, when we first spoke, I was wrongfully, obviously, under the impression that you were being held captive or against your will and not partners. We came here to dispose a tyrant, and I am saddened to learn that you are partners with the man who we came to dispose. I thought you wiser than that. How does she want to say this? She doesn't like that tone. <laughs> You're, she's the wise. You're insulting her, the wisdom. 
purposefully, yes. I, I know, I know. So I want to reward you for that. Knowledge has a price, and two people cannot share the same coin. Lynn's responsibilities were outside these walls. Mine were inside these walls. Whatever he did out there was his own doing. Oi, did I did we benefit one? from it? Perhaps. Oh, I have just one final question before I make up my mind about the next actions here. And that is, in Lynn's actions, his decisions to oppress and put down those who could not pay to support him and live the life that he let them. Do you support those actions? Support is a strong word. I did not stop it, as I did not make it my business to know. I do not know the conditions of the city above entirely. There is wisdom in not knowing. If I do not know, then it is not my responsibility. I had an old captain who used to say things like that. He'd refer to it as plausible deniability, meaning that the lower level soldiers, if they don't know why they're fighting, can't be held responsible for their actions. And what of this captain now? How is he? Him and I parted ways a long time ago. He was quite corrupt. And you left him alive then? I didn't have a choice at that time. Well, then surely doesn't your conscience weigh that much heavier on you knowing now that his actions since then have been allowed because of you? Oh, it does. And it is why I've made the decision I've made in this moment. But I'll wait to see what my companions decide Mm -hmm. before I move. All right. Darwin, you've yet to to act. Is there anything that you want to do? Anything you want to say? Yeah, I'm just, hang on, let me think about this. Because Darwin's usually like really, you know, I avoid talking since it doesn't usually work out that well. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to ask, so bad at phrasing. I, I, okay, so I'm just going to say, no, hang on. See, I can't think of a stupid way to say this. I mean, a not stupid way to say it. Ah, okay. All right. I, I want to mention, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out how good leverage the fact that we have Lynn alive is. Mm-hmm. Like, if the dragon cares about that, I could be like, so So maybe I will just say that. I'll just be like, do you care that we have Lynn alive still? That's how I'll ask, just that. Indeed. So. Were he dead, then I would no longer be able to benefit from his assistance. So then it seems like that's a thing. We could make Lynn dead real easy. Mm. So I could make uh, Sloane here dead very, very easily. Right. Are you proposing a trade? I would say the more strategic decision here is to point out that Lin is not alive and free. Lin is alive and will be tried for his crimes. Right? Yeah, he's That's alive. That's the reason he's alive. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of, she's facing a, we, whoever wants to put this out here, because Finnegan is not at the point where he's putting this out here. She's at the point where she has to make a decision on whether she wants to change her stride, if you will, and correct her actions, open her eyes to a bigger world, if you will, or if she wants to continue to be selfishly pursuing power and the goal to rid the world of the gods. Sorry, not to interrupt Darwin's moment. No, you're, you're fine. I think my brain had short-circuited the fact that that was already on the table. <sighs> and remember that at this point, because of who she is, you do have decent footing in talking to her compared to Arnis, who's going to continue to probably roll with disadvantage. Mm, not positive about that. Until Arnis concedes something, Arnis will probably be at disadvantage. Mm. Whereas Darvin, I, she definitely knows about your connection, at least with Corum. May not know about Cade in there. Right. Which you can keep a secret if you want, or you can let that cat out of the bag. Ah, keeping it secret for now. I don't see the point okay. making that obvious. Okay. Well, then, no, I guess I got nothing. Sorry. It's better if Darwin keeps his mouth shut. All right. I mean, no, she definitely <laughs> cares if that Lynn is alive. <sighs> if you wish to make a trade, this man for Lynn, we can discuss that. Nah, I don't think. Is anybody else going to say anything at this point? He's because Finnegan's ready to answer that because it sounds like with violence. No, I, I, <laughs> no, no. I, I, okay, I, yeah, cool. I, I, I'll, I'll jump in. 
Oh, oh, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you're under a mistaken impression. We don't have him imprisoned, like, as a hostage or for, or as some sort of, like, negotiating chip. No, like, he's going to jail and he's going to be put on trial for holding the town hostage. Like, we're merely holding him until we can, like, put him in jail and start that whole process. Like, he's not a negotiating chip here. But if you wanted us to just kill him before, you know, we could do that. Yeah. And who would judge him? Are those people who he's been oppressing? Yeah, it's not me. It's not the gods. Sounds like they might be biased. Aye. And they not if have, and it would only be right for them to dole out justice as they see fit. And if he's telling the truth that he was doing justice, then it should go his way easy. Everything will be like it was if they want. <sighs> then I take it Lynn is off the table. I mean, we're not giving him to you, so... That, that sounds yeah. like off the table to me. Yeah. I, uh, I have a question. Something's eating at me. Or is Abba the wise? <laughs> Hopefully it's um, not you. I just... How long have you been here? Here in Caraville. Yes. Hmm. Roll persuasion with disadvantage. She has a grand tail. I don't know how much you're getting. 22. Hmm. Well, Aranus, the god of rebellion. I've been here for hundreds of years, since the founding of this contract house. And what was your purpose in coming here specifically? Originally, I don't, I mean, I know what it is now, but like, originally, why, why here? Do tell me, oh brilliant god that you are, what is my purpose now? Well, you're working with Lynn to acquire enough power to put the gods down. I mean, I get that. <laughs> I. Of course, you see it through your own lens. My apologies. Unless there's something else that I'm missing. But if there is, it's because you haven't told us. You've told me your ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And so I assume that that's why you stay here, is because you are in pursuit of that ultimate goal. Well, what originally brought me to the cities? Ah, the story of ages past. The story of a young dragon woman trying to find a way to better the world and live... Live a life that would bring honor. But I no longer care about how Yoru might honor me. Okay. So you've been here hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Originally looking for something beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. How is it that you've been here for hundreds of years and have no idea what's going on with the city? You claim to want what's best for the world, the putting down of the gods, and yet clearly have no desire to be a part of the world. The putting aside of the gods. Putting sure. aside. Sure. Semantics. Okay. There's a difference between caging a dog and killing one, isn't there? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but you're still taking the dog out of the equation. Mm hmm For all intents and purposes. Hmm. What else might you want to say here? What else might you want to reveal? Since the withering, getting out of the contract house became very difficult. While I would find the task easy now, my attention is focused elsewhere. She just stares at you like it's focused on the gods. Take care of the big thing first, and then deal with what remains. Yeah. Man. Man, I wanted to help you. I wanted to help you. I wanted to help you with the withering. I wanted to cure you. And I don't think I can now. Because you're just going to take this gift that I would give you and turn it back against me. I'm no longer suffering from the withering. At all? He completely healed you. We together have undone that which the gods have done to us. And we are sharing that with those whom we can. I, but, and this is where my decision was made, you weren't sharing it for free, you weren't sharing it without cost or altruistically, you were sharing it for those who served you and your purposes. And that is why you must be stopped. <sighs> Mr. Tempest, I'd hoped someone with such a respect for my kind as you hold 
would not be so hard-hearted. I, I respect all creatures until they make a decision to harm others or to put themselves before all others, which is clearly what you have done. You have not thought out the consequences of your actions by removing the gods. You have sat here idly with your own purpose, ignoring the travesties that were committed by your partner. I cannot let that go on, which is clearly what would happen if we just walked out this room. Does anybody else want to interject before she responds here? No. Then what, pray tell, Mr. Tempest, will you do to stop me? You've got a simple choice. See it in your wisdom to understand the errors of what you've been doing. Or, as your ruin Agni Tyre, my witness, I will die trying to stop you from doing any more harm. You need not die. But if you insist on this course of action, I am not certain what other fate lies ahead for you. She begins changing the tune on the piano. It gets aggressive. It gets deep in tone. And it gets somewhat remorseful. She doesn't want to have to do it. But if you force her, she is in no way doubting her own ability right now. You can let me leave with Lynn, and no harm will befall you. (laughs) You can try Lynn for his crimes with those who want to see him punished as his jurors. Whatever their sentence against him, he will be, well, he will either be dead or he would be by my side in short enough order. I have patience. I have determination. And if he is not... It only slows me down. The work of becoming self-sustaining, away from the gods, is worth it. It was easy here. He made a fine partner. He played a key role. But he is not unique. Others can be taught. This isn't much of a negotiation. Just gonna throw that out there. Because you asked us like what we'd be willing to give. To- give but it sounds like we have to give everything and you just get to take you haven't asked her for anything (laughs) no i'm getting there so we give you all this stuff what do we get what is it you want i mean if i'm being honest i want you to not do what you're trying to do (laughs) what do you want in exchange for me doing what i want to do do you want this man She motions to Sloane. Do you want my knowledge? Do you want to know how to conjure this power for yourself? Ew, gross. Free yourself from the divine? Well, maybe not you, Aris. It's a little late for that. I I mean, I'm doing what she's doing, but I don't want it in exchange for her to continue doing it. That's the problem. Well, Rizaba, the wise... Since you put it like that, I guess you're right. There isn't anything I want in exchange for allowing you to continue the path that you're on. Mm -hmm. So, I think we're at an impasse. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And your allies are with you. I stand steadfast against any tyrant. Yep. Mm. I love Darwin. I can totally picture that too. Spinning in yep. steps forward. I love Darwin. Still at his heel. Next to Arnis, and then Darwin just steps up. Yup. Yep. <laughs> Out of character here. We're sorry. Stepping back from Orizaba for a moment here. Mm-hmm. There is literally like, nothing she can do to prevent this fight from happening. She's hundreds of years old. She has immense knowledge and skill. She is very strong. I am not going to lie. Um, oh, no, she's going to bone us. We're not going to survive this. I don't know. As I said, no. she's hunt- she was, she's been here for hundreds of years. Right. So she is strong. You do have your allies about like Sam and Carolina are here. They're just dumbfounded. Your other allies could be here momentarily. I think any that are in this room even are probably a good 50 feet back standing in the dim light just going, the fuck is going on? Risto's consuming at any time you want if you want him to, you know, be smarmy to you or to her. 
you never know. He doesn't really seem to respect anybody <laughs> in terms of like treating them with respect. Right. Or we could just have, you know, Tonk and Mahogany rush in and that'd be fun. We'd have children hostages. But they are ballsy enough that they might just try to stab a lady who they don't know is a huge dragon. That's my problem. Like, I don't really I don't really want to have this fight. I don't Me neither. But I don't know I don't know how to let her go. I it just She literally stands for everything we came here to stop. Well, and has openly said she will continue to do it. She's going to continue her research. Yeah, it's but a if, whole it's a whole other fight that we're fighting though. Yeah, like, if she's we, not going to hold the town hostage. She doesn't care about the town. She doesn't give one we, shit about the town. And if we die here, we're we're not going to get anything else done, right? If we die here, Lynn just takes back over. So then the only other option is to just tell her to leave? Like, fine, continue your research, but leave? Continue research and then for she now. becomes a problem again. Yeah, and there's so no, like, like, and there can't be any kind of we don't fuck with you clause, because clearly we're going to, if we do that. Well, you, I mean, it's essentially, do you die now, or do we fight her again at the end of the season and die then? Like, because that's really well, what it's building to. We, we, we mean, fight her when we have a better plan, right? We can, we can always go to all the other gods and say, hey, we have direct firsthand knowledge that that person is trying to put you in a cage. There's that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, think, I don't think that is a terrible idea, right? And right now the methodology that she and Lynn are using is totally unknown, with good reason. They're doing something weird. But yeah, it's like, you could fight now. You can win now. I'm not going to say it's impossible. I don't know what your health points look like or your spell slots look great. like. They're not but great. Not great. I know that you are all very powerful, and she is one creature. But here's my problem. I'm so sick of letting these guys come in and be all powerful and then walk away, and we have to deal with it again at the end of the season. I'm sick of it. It's so fucking annoying that we keep facing these people that like, Oh no, you're so big bad. We're so scared of you. We'll come back and deal with you later. Mm. I'm I'm just sick of it. Makes us feel and a little so, Mickey Mouse. Right. It's just this same cycle over and over and over again. And you know, Finnegan's new, but also like Finnegan's a soldier. Yeah. That's how shit goes. And Finnegan you, knows that if we let her get away, we're just gonna be fighting her again. So I, I mean he's torn. Because he sees the strategic disadvantage, but also, like, allowing us to power up allows her to power up, too. But it worked out for Lynn. We did the same thing. Which was going to be my next point. Like, because I don't disagree with you that, like, walking away is probably a terrible strategic decision. But... Well, here's what it, what it becomes, in my eyes at this point. If we walk away, then this is season four. Season four is us collecting enough power to stop her. Well, but we don't have to do it individually. We can collect it from other people. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But it becomes now we need to go, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying with... to meta here, but like, <laughs> and maybe, maybe I am metting a little, but it's, it's just like, a bit. I get what you're saying. I mean, if, if we want to take a meta step back, what season four is currently dealing with is in one hand of the conscription, which is probably the smaller, it's the off hand is what you're dealing with. thought it was the off leg. Delicious. But on the other hand, season four is more than likely like, well, I mean, it's in between the hands, somewhere in the torso region. It's about exploring divine power and what it means to be divine. So we learn how to be. And how people view that, which, you know, through Darwin and through Arnis, we're going to see that. But we also know through the the interlude session with the glamour, mm. Levesque mm. is out there. He is plotting shit. He Levesking it up. Had a god kill Mavic in front of your eyes for all intents and purposes. We know he's up to shit. He wants to be a new god. But no, we don't at this point see what's at the end of book four. Like I don't even know what it is. Like I know where things can go. But if mm-hmm. you decide that Orizaba is a focus of that, then Orizaba will become more central. What she represents is already there. It's already been there. You know, you were seeing it before you knew what it was. Even now, you still don't know fully what it is, but it's been appearing. And 
what she and Lynn have been doing here is like the biggest tip of the iceberg so far of it. You can fight her now. You could win. That puts a huge blow in whatever she and Lynn were up to. You could let her get away. She would continue on, and both sides would grow in power. But you would be prepared to face a very powerful dragon who wants to put gods in boxes. You, yeah, I mean, there's more options than I can imagine right now. Because every time mm-hmm. I try to imagine them, you do something else. <laughs> Darvin wants to run away, but he doesn't want to be the one to say it. How many wants to let her go, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing that everybody's picking up on Orzaba is she's comfortable doing this work from here. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is her office for all intents and purposes. It used to be something more and different, oftentimes more fun. But if she has to go somewhere else, she can explore that somewhere else. And it may not look like, you know, working with a guild master to tax a city into poverty. You're saying it might look worse? I, it, it, could be, it could be better. It could be much worse. Okay, that's fair. It depends on who she partners with. But she's not out to do... Or I shouldn't say she's not out, but like, that's not her concern. It seems like she's okay with right. doing whatever, as long as it's someone else doing it. Her right. concern is the knowledge and the ability and the wisdom, which she is. It's not what she is, but you know, she accepted that name and she likes that name because it represents what's important to her. Yeah, yeah, we would all like that name. <laughs> She's willing to let some things slide in the pursuit of wisdom, which is unfortunate. If you want a redemption arc with her, that's a whole other thing. You could work with her and you could change her, or you could work with her and piss her off and she eats Darwin. I don't know. <laughs> That's more likely. <laughs> yeah, then I'm three for three. And you're still alive, as far as we know. <laughs> and I start going by Darvin the Wise. <laughs> Darvin the Chomped is more like it. Darvin, Darvin the, the Wise Chomped. <laughs> or you cut her arm off and Darvin gets a new dragon arm. I don't know. Ooh. Dragon arm. You trade arms. That would be disarming. I don't know. She I may mean... not like that you're touched by Corum, but, you know. Eh her problem it's really up to you all if you want to fight fight the only reason i'm looking at that is because i know some of it if letting her leave is a hundred percent not a possibility you know i i think it's a possibility fight her or convince her some way that that's not the road to take doesn't seem like we have any leverage and our motivation isn't at all what we thought no Lynn right now is your best leverage as is the city in a sense She's less connected with the people than she is with the familiarity of the place and the memories of the place. I have a great idea. I have a great idea. Thank you for talking with me about all this stuff, because it gave me a great idea. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Orizaba stops playing. There's silence hanging in the ballroom. It's heavy, and it's dense. And she turns to you, facing you fully. She stands somewhat tall in this form, six and a half feet tall, the lines of the dress elongating her further, the dark and sparkly scars across her arms and face, and that are even present across her clothes, glisten. And you can see the sparkles dance along the fabric and her skin and within her hair. And they begin to swirl a little bit, and they come together, forming two piercing white points of light in the center of her eyes, which are otherwise completely darkened. And she says, Look, I can tell that you do not wish to engage right now. This is a dangerous place, and these are dangerous times, and we are all dangerous people here. In exchange for this momentary peace, you leave me in charge of this city. I will run it as I wish, not as Lynn would have it. People will not be hungry. They will not live the life of wealth and luxury that they may have known before, but they will not be hungry. This will be my city. I will hold my own festivities here as I see fit. I will not persecute the faithful, but they shall be granted no special rights or privileges within this city. They will be taxed as anyone else. They will be under the law as anyone else. The gods will have no place within the contract house. I will continue my research. You take Lin somewhere else and try him. These people 
if what you're saying is true, will not give him a fair trial. This is more than I want to give. This is more than I want to take. I do not wish to rule a city. But if your problem stems with how these people are being treated and what is happening within this city, then I will set that aside. This city's focus will be on my tasks. What say you? Well, hell, if that isn't the devil's bargain. It's the dragon's bargain. <sighs> no, I know. I know. And it's... Oh. So how do I, we I never, know? I never considered her taking over. I'm just like, she either wants to win or she wants to leave. But if your problem is with fucking Lynn, let's... She's wise. I just think it's interesting. She suddenly like, live in the world. Um, she wouldn't be right. Like she's gonna lock herself down here, and she'll probably have someone else Petricon. doing the majority of the running, and yeah. then she'll make decisions. Like she's gonna keep her word. I I believe her at that because she doesn't want us to come back. But I also don't believe that. I also believe that we now have a ticking time bomb. Well, right? yeah, but it's. I mean, any way we leave her, we have. A yeah. Bomb. Yeah. Well, I just. I think this is if we're not going to fight her. This is this is the best this option. Is the best we have. question. I I have one. I I agree that I. I just have one question. <laughs> what happens if the citizens of the city don't want to help you with your research? Right, the city will be run for your purposes. But what happens if they don't want to do that? It's not that every citizen would be employed in my tasks. It's that that is what this city would be a beacon for. This knowledge that I seek. So this also, however, plus side, becomes where we come to deal with this problem, right? <laughs> it is the essential, it is the equivalent of like, your changeling sitting's over there, your dwarven city's over there, you're trying to get rid of the god city is right here. <laughs> right. Rather At than sending her away to a new place where she can do her. whatever with whoever, she's mm -hmm. willing to stay here, be in charge, continue her work. Mm. But Lynn is out of the equation. You take Lynn, get him out. She doesn't care where you're taking him to. Just have him tried somewhere else. She, you know, probably cares a little bit, but in words, she doesn't care. All right. Finnegan strokes his beard, his slightly pointed double beard. And says, Sorry. I, Orizaba, in your wisdom, I believe you could be a good leader for this town. And what I have concerns about your ultimate goals, I think you know where we stand if you begin to fall down the same path as Lynn was. Wow. This is not a perfect compromise. I can live with it. Mm -hmm. And Darwin, RS. Thoughts? Yeah. I suppose I'd rather know where you are than not. Yeah. It seems like the only way to avoid violence. For now. <laughs> Before everybody says, yes, indeedy, shakes hands, walks away in good faith, I feel it is my responsibility as a, as a DM and as a friend here to remind you that the Giants said that they were in charge. And you agreed, and you promoted them. Yeah, there is right. that, which I think we... This would be a problem the next time you encounter them, but you don't have to go through Vongfeld Peaks if you don't want to. Right. Couple of things. The giants were always going to be a problem. So... Leaders always uh, are. Don't worry about it. Well... <laughs> we've noticed. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Two things, Orizaba. Uh, one, we'd like to take Sloan, please. That's that's thing number one. And what's thing number two? Oh, thing number two. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm uh, Lynn may have told you, but the the royal family is dead, and our continent has new leaders. You're you're aware of this? She doesn't give any indication one way or another. Stone faced. Ugh. Bitch. Okay. She still doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. <laughs> but I think it very hard in my brain, and maybe it goes at her. Okay. So, Conant has new leadership, the Giants. They've said very firmly that they are in charge 
Um, so I suggest if they come a knocking, you treat them as such. Work for you? Do you do you mean to tell me that I would kneel to them? I mean to tell you that they're in charge of the continent. What you do with that information is totally up to you. So if they come to your door, decide I'm going to fight some giants. That's on you. Are they in charge of Karami as well? They're in charge of the continent. The whole continent. Yeah, I'm really just side conversation, not thrilled that we kind of just gave up Karami in that in that compromise. <laughs> the, the giants said they were going to be probably less regal and royal and assholey than the elves were going to be. Yeah, there's just it's, a, there's a whole like we fought all that fight and all that revolution and then we're just sending a new royal out there just to put someone else into power, right? Mm-hmm. Some other dictator. I will say it hasn't come to a head yet. I'm sure if you stopped at a newsstand somewhere, if you went and uh, shit, what's his name? What's our newsie's name? Oh, shit, forget. Wait, 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 wait! I wrote down, down. Was it I, Steve? I, 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 no, it was Nico. Newsie Steve. Nico! It was Nico. Nico, I was close. He's here in Caravel. I'd like yes, if you is. stopped if you stopped at Nico, like there's no news yet about the giants marching across the land and claiming their spots in all the different cities. They started in Vermilion because that was the opportunity. They will probably be spreading from there and Vonfeld Peaks given time, but and it could you know. be argued that they had agreed that while they were in charge they would be consulting the locals and mm-hmm. it could be argued mm-hmm. that your locals should be in charge and then they just go back to you. Yeah. Like probably should still be there. free, but they report to you. Right. There's lots of wiggle room there. And if you really wanted to like do free country within the continent of Sarakar, like the country of Karami, Hey, you know, that's a totally a thing that could happen. It doesn't even have to be a main focus thing. The globe is set up as continents. How much those continents are then subdivided is a matter for, you know, debate. But that's a whole separate topic. I'm sorry, yeah. Speaking I dig- of I digress this. It's okay. It's speaking right. of getting, you know, off the track, Orizaba did bring it up because she knows that at least two of you have a connection with that city. Um, I'll worry about the giants when and if they care to come here. Okay. I just thought you should have some warning considering your proximity to the capital. Okay. So we'll be taking Sloan now. Hmm. <laughs> trying to think if there's anything else she wants from you. Well, Arnis, God of Rebellion, Darvin, Acolyte of Corum. If your business with me is done here, then by all means, take your friend and be on your way. Mr. Tempest. I do not wish to detain you much longer. Instead, I would rather speak with your companion there. She motions over to Cyril. Then I look down at Cyril, and since we can communicate telepathically, essentially, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. And if she is, then I say, Oi, you may speak with her. Okay. Yeah, unless you have any strong reason why Cyril would not want to have a private discussion. No, I mean... Because Cyril is directly connected to me, right? Like I could stand in the mm. other room and they would still, she would still feel safe enough because I could be in real quick. Right. While Orizaba and Cyril have this private conversation, are you eavesdropping telepathically? Mm. No, only because I, I am not the type of trainer that would abuse that. Okay. I would converse with Cyril about it and let her give me what she's willing to give me, but that's not a line that I would cross. I'm not that kind of trainer. Okay. Just wanted to ask. But thank you for making me think about that. (laughs) If you're not actively eavesdropping, then you can't instantly respond to anything that she says. Mm -hmm. In which case, Orizaba will escort Cyril to the other side of the piano, just so she can I would say kneel down, but Cyril is already quite large. Just kind of hunch over and have a brief conversation in Cyril's ear. Who here in the room knows Draconic? Mm, I do. (laughs) I do not. Nope. Okay. She's assuming that Cyril knows Draconic because Drake. 
Yep. Give me a perception then. She's whispering, but there's still some echo in this room, and she's not necessarily being absolutely discreet. Ooh, 21. Ooh, okay. And as Orizaba leans in and whispers a conversation with Cyril, it starts off you know, rather pleasantly. She's happy to see a Drake, you know, fond memories and all that. It's somewhere between seeing a distant cousin and seeing, like, your grandparents' dog. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Like, there's some relief, there's some calmness, and there's some familiarity there. And a little bit of playfulness, but it's not entirely even ground. And it starts off fairly light, somewhat playful in tone, and, and she brings it down a little bit, and you can hear just little snippets. And what they amount to is... Walk your own path. Don't trust the gods. If they ever betray you, seek me out. And then she then she whispers something in a language nobody in this room knows unless you've got some magical way of comprehending unknown languages. I, yeah. The only other language I know is infernal. So, uh, no, and uh, I would have to, I think if I have it, cast a spell. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she whispers something in an unknown language, and she pulls like a fine bit of powder out of a hidden pouch or pocket in her dress, kind of in between the the scales of the dress or the folds of the dress. And she lightly blows it on Cyril, and there's a a brass sparkle leading around where one of Cyril's ears would be. She stands up and she says, Do not worry. This is not a means of communication whatsoever. It is merely a, a present reminder, and should Cyril wish to find me, she would be able to do so. I have no way of reaching her through this. If you do not wish to keep it, if she does not wish to keep it, I am certain that a god and a mage of your power could find a way to remove it. Which is fairly accurate. That does mm-hmm. a dispel magic could take that right off. It's nothing more than uh, like a magical friendship bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I think as that wraps up, there's an unspoken telepathic check between Cyril and Finnegan that she actually is okay. Oh yeah. Cyril is totally fine. Totally comfortable. This doesn't hurt. She doesn't feel it at all. This wasn't something done against her will. And yeah, she he's fine and kind of will hold his hand out as he often kind of does idly, like where she lands next to him when she comes back mm-hmm. in anticipation of like giving her a nuzzle. Okay. If I can be curious, where will you take Lynn? You can be curious. <laughs> wow, that was a dick move. I was like, I have no idea right now, but okay, that's an answer too. <laughs> Good answer. I actually don't know, but I'm not going to tell her that. I'm not going to tell her I don't know. <laughs> All right. Roll deception, Arnis. <laughs> what? It's not a lie. No, but it's how much she can see through you. I mean, getting rid of Lynn isn't hard. We know there's an assassin's guild here, and you could have the assassins take him to the wherever you would want him taken and tried there. Morella will shank a guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 17. She can see through some of that bluster. There's a slight smile on her face. As I would expect from a god. Overconfident. And overpromising. I hope that the justice that you bring to him is what you seek. And that's how you prove you don't know anything. It's not my justice. And I walk I think we send him to Karami because they're the most likely to deal with a corrupt person, the fairest. Kind of thinking, yeah. Send send him to Vale. <laughs> I don't know where Vale is right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you have Sloane. He is unconscious but stable, as she said. You can see some slashes on Sloane's body, some teeth marks that have been sealed with the dark and sparkly material. He is still very much out of it. But he will live, provided you give him further care. You could do magical healing right now, and he'd get up and walk around. You know, or you could just 
taken back and people can tend to him medically and he can have a longer recovery. But if there's nothing else you really want from Orizaba, you know, you don't have to stay in Caravelle at all. Um, the city's hers now. She'll let that be known soon enough. Can I heal him, like, before we even, like, leave the chamber? Sure. It's like... By all means, spend your spell slot. Tell me how much health he gets. Yes. I'm going to do a second level just to give myself the extra die. <laughs> 17. How many dice did you roll on that? Two. This is a, this is a little bit of a cheat, but I want to do this because it has fun... Mm, it has fun story implications. And I want you to be more aware of how serious things are. So what I'm going to do at this point is I'm going to spend both of my rebellious charges. Shocker. <laughs> I have two of them. Uh, I am so your rebellious spells feature. I'm going to use both of these rebellious charges to remove a die of effect. So I should have done this before you rolled, which is why I say it's a bit of a cheat. But we can remove the lowest die that you rolled. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> so what does that bring it down to? That's 13. Okay. It's also a little bit of a cheat because this isn't... This is partially the rebellious nature of your magic, of your divine magic. But it's also partially... Sloane's been healed with whatever Orizaba and Lynn have been up to. And your magic and that magic don't operate on the same wavelength. There's some interference there. Like you are casting your healing on him, and you can feel that magical pushback as much as you can feel like your divine focus not being 100% there. It's that pushback that kind of causes your spell to falter. But Sloane gets health. Sloane groggily gets up. Oh, God. Oh, I don't ever want to be in a dragon's mouth again. Oh, that's terrible. Tell you what, next time we can trade places. <laughs> <sighs> sure thing, Darwin. Sure thing. Uh, mind giving me a hand? You know, he reaches out an arm to like, be helped out of the room. Oh, yeah, I, t I take it. Sure. Well, yeah. he was reaching out to Darwin since Darwin oh, made okay. a funny, friendly quip. Sorry. Then sure, <laughs> then sure, I'll take it. I can be helpful as well as a smartass. <laughs> Sloane's trying to build some rapport there <laughs> Alright, thanks, Darwin <clears throat> He turns and looks Like he's looking for Orizaba The big dragon And he just sees the Orizaba The humanoid dragon And he's like oh, oh, Safe for now, safe for now Let's <clears throat> We going? Uh, we're good? We got what we came for? Ish <sighs> people. I think we're good to go. Uh, yeah. Seems that way. Yay, we don't have to die. Yet. All you had to do was give up a whole city. <laughs> Not the first time. No. Okay. As you exit the ballroom, Sloan in hand, Orizaba resumes her tune on the piano. The keys changed. It's a slightly different mood to it. It's... One that's a little bit more triumphant, victorious, but it's not like it's not like a military marching song. Like this isn't honoring the troops or anything. It's just got a little bit more of a step to it. She resumes her song. You exit the ballroom. Squeak is still there with Lynn, who is still tied and gagged, but his eyes are open and he stares at you exiting the ballroom all very much alive and intact, and with your friend. He's a little concerned about that. He doesn't know what just happened in there. Squeak looks at all y'all. Pick him back up. We taking him? Yep. With one hand, he grabs the back of Lynn's shirt and just lifts him up, throws him over his shoulder. All right. Lead the way. And unless you want to stop and do anything else here in the contract house... We can exit. I think Arnis should go back and jam with the dragon. That would be epic. Just putting that <laughs> out there. <laughs> she has missed um, parties. I'd actually like to talk to Petra Khan before we leave. Oh, you have not seen her since re-entering here. You would either have to search for her or send for her. 
when you get to a separate location. Okay. Do you have a preference of which? The second one. Send okay. for her. I somehow doubt that Orizaba is going to be so attached to Petra that she would not let her leave. Okay. Are you exiting out the way you came? Unless anybody has another suggestion, yeah. Uh, nope. It's the, it's the one exit path that you know of definitively. You climb the stairs back to the ground floor, pass through Lynn's office, pass through the vault room. Bars to the counting desk are still awry from Squeak's brute strength. The gate into the vault itself is still shut and locked. The coins sit there. The wealth of the city sits there. You exit through the trapped hallway, making your way around the triggers and the traps. Unless somebody really wants to roll and get shot, I'm just going to let you get through. Thank you. Because that's not what this exit is about. Perhaps as Darwin is helping Sloane out at the rear of the line, Sloane steps on the very last of the, the pressure plates that shoots a dart, and there's just a thunk against the wall, and he's like, oh, I forgot, I'm sorry. Oh. <clears throat> you exit out through the throne room, still empty, out through the main hall, out towards the gate, where the giant wooden beam still sits, split from where Darwin had cut it in half. You push open the gates, you walk out, the ground in front of the contract house has now been cleared. There's still a few dead bodies, unfortunately, but all the survivors have dispersed, either taken away or walked away under their own efforts. And right here, it's a little quieter. Finnegan, you look up, and Sunbeak is perched on top of a building, just eyeing the terrain. As you walk out into the city proper, amongst the buildings, the shops, the homes, the markets, the food stands, past the stained court, the energy begins to pick back up. It feels more like you're in Caravel. It's not quite the height of Caravel when you first entered here, but there is some energy. However, it's not all great energy. There are signs that wounded people have come through here. There are you know, bloodstains on the ground, bloody handprints on doorposts, things like that. But that's not entirely unexpected. However, the most troubling of it is you can hear guards of the city going through these shops and carrying out Lynn's last order, demand, request, however you want to put it. And you overhear them as they are pushed into kind of like a secondhand china shop. Lots of fancy dishes, fancy cutlery, but it's all secondhand. They've pushed in, they're up at the counter speaking with the owner, and they are demanding a new tax. They've come out and they are telling the shopkeepers and the townsfolk, listen, the god of rebellion has taken over the city and he's demanded a new tax. You're all tithing to him now. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash skyrenpodcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.
Snide's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at ReturnSnyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidesreturn.squarespace.com.